Beautiful Not Broken, your weekly inspirational hit of solid advice and life stories coming to you to help you rebuild from rock bottom. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining me for another episode. So I actually have no idea what to call this episode, like no idea, but it struck me this morning before I just tripped up the stairs, literally on my way up here to record this after putting Alfie downstairs and he dead set had a tantrum at me. He like literally started barking at me and was growling. He growled at me because I put him downstairs. Anyway, and then I tripped on the way back upstairs. So maybe that was Alfie's version of delivering karma because I won't let him sit in the office while I record this. Anyway, that's how my morning has started. Uh, but it, I don't know what to call this episode because it's a whole a range of things that is just, or I should say array <laughs> of things that is just going on in my brain about something's happened for me this week and I really had not figured out my moods around it or the impact of it until this morning when I had this real epiphany about it. And I was like, ah, that explains a lot. So whenever we're going through something like a time of change or, okay, especially let's use death and divorce. Okay. The two favorite days, at least we will experience one of these in our life. I hope you don't experience the other one, Uh, but we can assume that everyone is going to go through a grieving period due to death, whether it's a pet, a human, like a relative, a loved one, like whatever. Um, You get the point. So what happens is we have the grief of losing them, but then that grief gets put off because we have to go into action mode half of the time, especially when it comes to death, because instantly hospitals are like, you need to move the body. Uh, We need you to pick a funeral home. And then before you know it, in a day, you're having to call a hundred funeral homes, get pricing, Maybe that was just my experience because my dad was like, do not just accept the number one price. You need to shop around. I was like, okay, thanks, dad. Um, So that was my experience of it. But, you know, they do expect you to pick a funeral home super quickly because obviously the body needs to get moved. Space needs to be cleared. All of the realities of death hit you. So instead of actually you get a couple of hours to grieve and then everyone's on top of you about literally sorting shit out and going into action mode, which is one of the most horrible things I think about death because it it makes it very real very quickly and you don't really, it, it's probably quite shocking and a lot of people might not even know that that's the process you have to go through until you have to go through it. I, I know I didn't personally, I'd never personally dealt with, uh, you know, a dead body before. So it is this real harsh reality. Now with divorce, I guess it's really similar. So for me, my partner came out was like, you know, sent that beautiful text message, so articulate, really, about what he wanted to do with our relationship. That's me being sarcastic. <laughs> uh, humor equals trauma t- plus time. Um, and, you know, then I was like, well, you're not keeping the house. That was my instant. That's, that, my friends, is a reaction, not a response. <laughs> that was me being pissed off about the text and responding in a really mature way. Uh, yeah, I should say reacting in a really mature way. That is all me being um, tongue in cheek, right? So instantly I had to go into this action mode of, okay, what next with my life? I need to figure out how to separate from this guy. I was still paying a mortgage on a house uh, that he was living in. Let's just be really clear about that. 
And then that ended up, because he dragged shit out, that ended up continuing for so long, you know. So I obviously, from a monetary point of view, lost a lot (laughs) because I was literally paying that guy's mortgage. Uh, Even though he, I found out later, he changed the locks. Not sure if I told you guys that. Really pleasant guy, this guy. Um, But, you know, whatever. He was having his human experience, as we always say. But so it was this whole element of I went into action mode. And for me personally, this week, uh, court papers got signed. So that meant I was done. I dropped off my divorce papers. He is going to apparently get them back to me next week. And then it's all done. I literally am free. And free is the only word to use in this instance. And yeah, I think there's this thing that goes on for us and we don't even realize it happens because we spend so long in the doing, the action taking, getting through to the next step. So for me, it was, I was having to do all this paperwork, like, so just to be really transparent and I can be now about what went on with my divorce, um, my ex spent a lot of time (laughs) lying to solicitors about our relationship. So when we started separating, obviously it was in his best interest to try and prove that I had not uh, put in as much money as him into the relationship. My number one goal though was just to get 50% of the house because I was told that I didn't contribute 50%, which was utter bullshit. We literally went in as 50-50. Um, there's actually paperwork to prove it. But when it came to us dividing our assets, he claimed that we bought our house as friends, that we weren't in a relationship. (laughs) I can't even believe it. And that our marriage wasn't serious. It was short term. Our relationship wasn't serious. Um, yeah, (laughs) all of this stuff. I mean, prior to that, I shouldn't have been shocked, actually. It was just messy. So... For me, I spent a year, literally 11 months, proving that my relationship was serious, having to put together timelines, send photos, send evidence that we hadn't bought our house as friends. Um, And I couldn't obviously get any testimonial from our mutual friends because they were all on his team and they wouldn't have supported me. They would have said that we were just friends if I'd asked them to testify. Uh, That's the level that it kind of got to. And it was tough and it took up 11 months of my time, almost at least twice a week. I would have to spend hours sifting through paperwork and showing evidence that I had contributed to the relationship. I pretty much, he was trying to prove that I was a kept woman. (laughs) I run a fucking six figure business. I've never been a kept woman. I've always been ambitious. I've always been in marketing manager roles. You can literally look at my resume and see that I've never needed to be a kept woman. And all of this was after he'd already put me through the trauma of, you know, cheating on me, which, you know, I say put me through, but actually I had accepted it. I knew that he'd been doing this for the longest of times. I'd been questioning him for years. I'd seen the the relationship between him and this woman in front of my own eyes many a times. And I stayed. So that was my choice. Um, and I own my part in that that story. And I also own the fact that we weren't suited, <laughs> you know, I deserved better. <laughs> um, nah, he was, you know, and he had his own wounds and he had his own trauma that he'd never healed and it got taken out on me, which is 
often what happens. I was the same. I had the same story. You know, my unhealed trauma, my shit kept coming up in the relationship. It kept coming up in my friendships. It kept coming up in the people that I attracted to myself. And now it doesn't because guess what? I worked through all of it. So we had 11 or I had 11 months of constantly trying to push this thing forward planning mediations, getting the mediations cancelled because he would abuse the mediator and the mediator would say he can't be mediated with, back and forth with offers, um, literally just asking for 50% of this damn fucking house, right? Sydney property market, it's insane. You either pay what it's worth or it goes to market. It's that simple. And I really think that in settlement cases like mine, where there's no kids involved, um, It should just be a case of the market goes to auction and he would have had the option to bid on it. And then you you find out the true value of the house. There's no other way for it to actually be fair. So even through mediation, I still ended up losing technically out because all I got was 50% of the house. I'd still had to pay court costs. I'd still been paying a mortgage for a guy to live in a house. Um, Yeah. And none of that is seen, you know, because if I hadn't have paid that mortgage and he hadn't have paid then the house would have been no one. So it's a really big issue. Um, and, you know, being that I didn't know the stability of him, I couldn't have afforded to lose that house. So 11 months of this constant battle, and then now I don't have it. So I don't have it taking up my energy, my time, my emotional capacity, my physical time in my job. So I'm releasing all of this time and energy. And it's a happy, sad moment. Because I've spent so long being in this this zone of trauma and abuse and all of this thing that I've been growing and doing the work and working on myself and trying to get out of. But I'm still, it's a grieving period to remove myself from having to live there, which seems insane because no one would want to stay in that space. But if you've gone through a divorce or you've gone through a death, you know what I'm talking about. Because this, this energy that's sucked from us and used in this process of moving life forward, it's actually something that gives us hope and it gives you, like, it, it takes up your time in, when you're not ready to face the next. Because the next can be scary. The next could be life without whoever it was that passed. The next could be, for me, it's finding a house on my own. I've never done that before. This is all new uncharted territory. Did I think I'd be in a relationship? No, (laughs) I didn't want to be, to be honest. Not yet. I want my house first. I want to be independent. But this thought of independence without all this drama and shit behind it, I've never not had drama and shit in my life. This is the first year where I can walk freely into a year without friends creating drama, without him creating drama without having to deal with legal shit. And as much as it's beautiful, at the same time, I have to understand what life looks like without all of this energy being sucked into this pit. (laughs) And it's a change and all change, even when it's, we're removing something bad from our life is still change and it's still scary and it still has these other effects on us. And I think no one sets us up for that. They're just like, oh, it'll all be good once you get through X. And there's light at the end of the tunnel. And I totally want to say there is light at the end of the tunnel. 
regardless of what you're going through, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. There always is. There's always the next. And we often just have to surrender to let ourselves get there because we don't know what it needs to look like. I had no idea what last year would look like. And to be quite frank, I have no idea what this year is going to look like. I am surrendered because I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to end up buying. I don't know what that house looks like. I've got an idea of what I want, but I don't know what it looks like. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't ended up there. I thought I'd found it last year, but shit didn't align for that. And I still think about that house often, by the way, so I'm a bit upset. But it is what it is. That wasn't meant for me. Something greater is around the corner. We're never not, we're never haven't, we never have something taken from us to be replaced with something shitter. Even when something feels really challenging, we just have to trust the process and letting go of that process and that the doing after trauma can be one of the hardest things because we're so used to it taking up our energy. And often it can be a case of we don't know what it looks like without it. Like we, we physically don't know what healthy looks like. It's interesting because there's this meme and I, it really sticks with me and it's always uh, the relationship you have after a toxic one, the healthy one after a toxic one is always the hardest because it asks you to show up better. And life now that I don't have to have any drama in it because I've removed everything that causes drama can be drama free but I have to ensure myself and keep myself in check that I don't create the drama because I'm so used to that cycle so it's about if I start going down that that path of complaining or bitching or whinging about the past and what I've been through and friends and and all of the the drama and the the trauma that 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 cycle of my life that chapter put me through if I go through feeling sorry for myself and complaining about it and not picking up that behavior and saying, hey, it's okay. Like that needed to happen and it had to happen for you to grow into this new chapter. If I don't pick myself up and go, actually, there was lessons in that and I'm grateful that it happened, that's when you will fall back into the same old patterns. So we have to catch ourselves. And I had to catch myself dropping off the divorce papers. Well, actually, actually, it was before that. <laughs> I had a definite tantrum. I'll own it. I had it. I have to own it. I was there. I was running around the house filling in these damn divorce paperwork. And anyone that's had to do it, it's all online now, which is great. Uh, And you have to upload your marriage certificate, obviously. Anyway, so I normally keep everything filed in, you know, a safe spot and all of that. So I go to the file that it would normally be in, look in it. It's not there. I'm running around like a mad thing, like crying, screaming, going, oh my God, like why, why have I had to be the one that has to do everything? Why am I the, be- why am I the one that didn't end this relationship yet? I'm having to end this relationship. Why am I the one that has to be the adult constantly? I'm sick of it. I've got decision fatigue. I'm fatigued. I'm just at my wit's end with this situation. I'm over it. And I love that saying that I saw this week online too. And it's like, just because you're over it doesn't mean it's over. <laughs> I was like, fuck, isn't that true? Um, yeah, so I'm running around the house like a mad thing. Then I had this thought pop into my head. I was like, what if this is a sign from the universe? Hey, <laughs> literally everyone I've told this to is like, uh, no, <laughs> no, that was not a sign from the universe to run back to an abusive relationship, Rebecca. Uh, and I found it literally as that thought popped into my head. Um, 
picked it out and I scanned it in and it was all good. But I had to really reflect on the way that I behaved and realize I was irrational as shit. And why? I can blame the decision fatigue. I can blame my ex and be like, why couldn't you have been an adult through any of this process? Why couldn't you have taken the burden off my shoulders? But a lot of me knows I had to be the one to push this. I had to feel like I was the one pushing and ending this and taking control of my life. I needed that validation. I needed that story to move forward with my life, to feel empowered, to feel like I had control in a situation where I'd spent 10 years without control being controlled. So it was like I was given the greatest gift to actually take back control in a situation where I had totally felt worthless and felt like I could I couldn't win ever and felt like I was never good enough and just genuinely felt out of control most days you know even though I felt like I had complete control over the plan of my life you know I'd gotten married tick that box I had the SUV tick that box I had all I had the house tick that box we had the dog tick that box I had control over the beliefs that had been instilled in me as to what life should look like but I had no control over my life. There was so much going on that I knew about that I wasn't even strong enough to speak up and be like, fuck no, I'm out. This is wrong. And even leaving the relationship, so many people ask me, why didn't you tell the girl's husband what had happened? And I'm like, it's not my fucking story and it's not my place. And I still stand by that. So the point of today's episode, whatever we shall call it, (laughs) I still have time to think about that, is to actually create space for the process that needs to happen when we're removed from the drama and the action taking and all of the energy that has to go into that because there is a process there. It took our time. It took our energy. Not having it there creates a void and we need to remember that void is there. So when we don't have the drama, how do we feel that? How do we, how do we actually use that energy that we've been using that had been, you know, suffocating us? How do we use it to give us air? How do we use it on something that's so positive and so beautiful instead of getting stuck back into those cycles that we were caught in that even when we, we felt like we were being healthy and compassionate and kind and all of the good things as we sifted through paperwork to prove things or you know we chose whether we were going to cremate or bury or we chose a funeral home all of this stuff and we felt like we we're being compassionate kind our best selves and how do we come out the other side and actually not find ourselves falling back into this blame cycle or drama pattern because even when we haven't wanted to live there we may have been pushed into it um And we may have been aware that we were doing it, but now it's actually about moving forward and making sure we're not still actively doing it. So there's some thoughts for you. Now, I'm not saying I'm not proud of the way that I handled everything. I actually think I did a really bloody good job in a really challenging situation where it would have been easy to be the bitter ex-wife and do a lot of horrible shit. And take that revenge route and, you know, get that instant gratification that comes with revenge. But that's not who I am. I am a person that believes in love and compassion and kindness first. 
and I don't ever want to be the reason someone feels like shit. And I believe that even when someone hasn't done the right thing by us, we have the option to accept that it wasn't about us and they still deserve a bloody good life. So, you know, even though I might see him with a new girl, which I did, New Year's Eve, (laughs) and it didn't sting, but I felt for the girl and I remembered, but maybe he learnt what he needed to learn from me. Maybe he took this experience and said, I don't want to show up that guy again. Because there was a lot of times in, you know, who I was in our relationship and I don't want to be that girl again. I'm going to show up a lot better for my next partner. I can own where I went wrong. I always say that. I can 100% say though, in the settlement and in the separation, I behaved in a way that I'm so proud of and in a way that was a lot more, gave me a lot more integrity than definitely my fellow buddy that was involved in it. Um, And I'm proud of it. And even though everyone else has their side of the story too, and it's granted, that's their side, that's their story. I'm, I can wake up and go to bed every single day knowing I blessed and released someone that I could have treated in such a worse way. And I could have said a lot worse things and I could have, you know, done a lot worse, but I held my head high and marched on out uh, proud. And I think that'll help. I think that always helps us in the rest of life. I think the way we can handle those traumatic and hard situations when we are still being dragged into the drama, dragged through the shit, uh, we have the opportunity to grow. And yes, we're still going to be triggered. We're still going to get sucked back into those cycles. But if we're growing and we're really understanding how our behavior affects those situations and showing up better, it changes the outcome every time. So always think about that. Show up who you want to be, who you want future you to be proud of, not how you feel in the moment. That's my big tip for you today. (laughs) So yeah, today was actually just talking about that void that's created when we don't have this shit in our life anymore. What am I going to do with my extra time? Grow my business. That's literally what I want to do. I want to help more people. I want to do more things. And I know now that I have all this free time, it also means that maybe I can only work four day weeks. Maybe I can free up time to work on my fitness, work on my, work on things that bring me joy, fill that void with joy and laughter and life and live the life I deserve to live because I've put in the work and I've worked on myself and also spend that time working on myself continuous. It is a journey. It's not a destination. So that's me. That's how I'm filling my void guys. And yeah, I'm still letting myself though go through the process. I have no doubt I will get sick. I already have been. <laughs> so I thought it was COVID. I think last time I was recording, I mentioned that. I was waiting for my results and that. Yeah, so I thought it was COVID. It wasn't. Maybe it was just the getting sick after all of this stress finally coming to an end. Because that happens to us too, right? Our body has been in fight or flight for so long when we finally can release all of the shit we get given (laughs) more shit we get given now what happens is i think our body says okay time to relax now and the only way you're going to do that is if i literally make you force it on you with an illness (laughs) so i've been there many a times before in the past when i've been in high flight or flight very emotive and my body has kicked in and gone no you need to relax 
So I think maybe that's what happened. Um, who knows? Maybe it was still COVID. <laughs> so I hope that has been insightful for you. As always, that's what I aim to do. You know where to find me. It's all in the show notes. I hope you have a wonderful week. Until next time.